You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes. Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes on this Sunday afternoon or morning, actually. And it's beautiful out there. The roads are a little bit wet. They're, you know, be careful driving out there. But this is a good time to be sitting inside, looking at your stuff, and trying to consign it to us. This show is all about stuff. Consignment Heroes, I'm here with my dad as an expert. Um, he's more of an expert. I play the role as an expert. We have, uh, we, uh, if you have anything to do with stuff, this is a live call-in show right now about, and, and here, here's some ideas of anything that you're looking around that you want to have an appraisal or an idea of what it's worth, or if you think you know what it's worth and you try to get rid of it. We get rid of stuff. We get, we buy stuff from people. We are that venue to move your antiques, to move your items downsize your house, everything like that, we are able to do it. So if you have any old coins, dishes, cups and saucers, uh, art, pottery, stamps, old boxes, suitcases, lunch boxes, literally anything you can really think of, like uh, we are mainly based around gold and silver. That's what we like to do our business about, but we are about everything. So if you're downsizing your house, we can get rid of everything in your house, including your house. Yes. That's what we are. We are the consignment heroes. And if you do want to call in live now, we are... Uh, we are taking phone calls. Uh, our number down here at the studio is 416. Oh, wait, I forgot to say. You need a pen. You need a paper. There's a lot of information throughout the show. Not, not, not only in the beginning, not only in the middle, all the way through. There's a lot of information. So we'll start now. The, the number to call in if you want to get a live appraisal or just speak to us over the phone right now. The number is 416 Four zero. That's four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. The toll free number is one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. And there is more more information to call. We are live through this whole hour. So if you do have something, just make sure you get it in by the top of the hour. Yeah. Okay. That was a lot of information. I'm out of breath. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. You want me to say something? Yeah. About what uh, we're going to have on today. We're going to talk about real estate a tiny bit, and about the. Sh- getting rid of people's houses. And we're going to talk about the casino and the Apple story, maybe. We're also going to be talking about the price of gold, the price of silver, and costume jewelry, and getting rid of... Like, I know it's mainly directed by the people who call in to our show and what we've done for people. But I want to say this. You know, everyone's got a uh, next-door neighbor who's got a brother-in-law who's uh, his uncle is a real estate agent who sold a house in 2016. Pretty sure they, everybody doesn't have that, but, you know, okay, Okay, fine. but they have, it's, I always hear this because what we do is we get houses ready for sale. Plus, we have a seniors expert real estate agent who works with us. He works with stuff on, uh, with probate. If, if someone's passed in the family, we work on that. We also work on, uh, if, if you're downsizing and, and you're still with us and you're downsizing, you're downsizing from your McMansion to your 600-foot condo that's a lot easier to take care of. But this is where people, they, we ha- what we've done is we take care of, make the house ready for sale, and we have a real estate agent who it will is a seniors expert. He knows what 
you need, okay? Because sometimes, and like I say, right now, 100% of the houses that I've put through him have sold. And I have other people that I've helped out. We've got the house ready, and they said, no, I've got someone to do the real estate. I got my, you know, like I said, my sec, my neighbor's got a cousin who's got an uncle who sold a house in 2016, and he's obviously really good at it. He sold that one house, he can sell another, and maybe he'll sell mine. And that's what happens. And I've got three or four houses that we've put up, we've got them ready for market, and these people didn't do, the houses are still for sale. So they didn't do as good as they promised they're going to do. Yeah. And, and some people say, well, I'm going to stage your house for free. Well, okay, I've got one client who says, yeah, the first two weeks he staged the house for free, but now it's been on the market for three months, and now... Uh, he charges the stage. He charges the stage, or they empty out the house. And it's, a, it, it's, like, it's something they say, well, I'll stage it and stuff. I, I'm a firm believer in an empty house. You make it, it looks big, the house looks as big as it can when the house is empty, Okay. And if that and that actually, I think, helps sell the house. Well, there's the real estate 101 from my dad, who's not a real estate agent. No, I'm just, not. Just I'm sorry, I'm not. But out there. we try. We try and give the best help. We try and get you the most money for your stuff. And I know that Rick, the our uh, seniors um, real estate agent, he does the most. He gets the most for people in the short. And sometimes, and he does this thing where they say, okay, if it doesn't sell. They will also do this thing where they buy your house. They'll buy your house later on. They guarantee it because sometimes if you're selling your house and you're moving into another place, into a condo, <coughs> it has to be gone by a certain amount of time. You, you know you know what we should get? You've got to get you a 24-7 operator hotline, which is like, I have a problem. How can you solve it? And you'll just, no. give them, you'll just, you'll just solve okay. it for them. I'm just saying. Like, I know I'm, a guy or I know a house or I know a person. I know a thing. That's okay. what you do. I, I'm just passionate about what I do. I just want to get people not get ripped off, get the most money for what they're selling, okay? This is what we're doing. Like, it's, it's important to me. And I, I try and I, I say it on the show, but when you meet me in real life, I'm actually the same kind of person. I know, it's funny. I remember you watching like a live eBay auction and like it wasn't even your item and it wasn't something you were even bidding on. But you're like... Oh no, that went for too low. It's like, wh- why do you care? Like, let let it happen. People are gonna do that. Okay. But okay. no, apparently you want everything to go for the right price or go through you the right about- person. Okay, I'm gonna talk. We're gonna switch gears here. There's a sale of stuff coming up. This is found in someone's basement. I figure it's a mil. It's one stack of cards, a pro- probably about three inches tall. That's worth a little over a million dollars. Three inches of cards is worth a million dollars. Well, you you know that 1952, and I keep on going back to it because I know they're in people's basements. 1952 Mickey Mantle just sold for three point eight million Canadian. I know you keep harping on this, like, oh, we'll find this treasure. But they're there. Yeah, they're I know there. they're there. In people's but, houses. But people need to go through them. They need yes. to go through them. Like, I know, because you're thinking about it, you know, it's a lazy Sunday, you want to relax, you know, you've been at work, or you've been with the family all week, and you just kind of want to relax. Now is the best time to go through your house. Now is the yeah. best time to go through your basement, because we're always, we're always giving appraisals. We're always trying to talk to people like, listen, this is actually worth a lot of money. You need to know that. Yes. And that's that's where you come in with your passionateness. Like, no, 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 it's worth this much money. Make sure you get this much for it, even if it's not to me. So it's like 
Well, you consignment. Ha- well, we will buy it. You get less money. Or if you want consignment, we get you the most money. It, it, it realistically will sell at, okay? No, that that makes sense. But it's like you're not you're not trying to talk to somebody to try to get the most money for yourself. You're trying oh, to I talk am. to... Okay, I was just trying to put you a shed a nice light on you, but you okay. totally just ruined the that. The more they make, the more I make. Yes, of course. But I'm saying like even if they don't sell it to you, the mm-hmm. the, the best part for it is for them to understand what it actually is worth, worth or the potential for the worth. So it's like if you're not in no rush to get rid of it, at least know kind of know what it's worth so nobody can just sideswipe you one day. I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll get rid of it for $20. What, it could be like 10000 Who knows? Well, it came up about two weeks ago. Someone sold a Gordie Howe rookie and they got $500 for it and I'm about to get 3000 for almost exactly the same card, same condition because I know what I'm doing. They were in a hurry. They did not sell it to me. No, okay. they didn't, and that's why they didn't make as that's much money. That's why they didn't make as much money on the exact... Because deals are happening all the time. That one person, you hear about this, oh, I got this card for this much money, you know, or... or um, I And I hear, because we deal with people gold and silver, I, I went to this little old lady's house and I bought this for uh, $60, and okay, and, I, and I'm giving them 450 for it, you know. Well, okay. But are we going to the call? Are you going yeah, to, get we're the gonna, we'll get to We'll get to the calls. Um, if you do want to call, we are down here live at the Zoomerplex right now. I advise you to stay inside, okay? The driving out there isn't too good, but make sure you have our radio show on. Uh, we we what are radio t- station are we? We're AM seven forty. I know that. Okay. Not, okay. I've been here long enough that I know the radio station. But the number I always do forget. And okay. that's why we keep reiterating the numbers to everybody out there. Get your pen, get your paper. Uh, the number here right now, live to the top of the hour, is four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. That's four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. The toll free number is one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. And we're gonna go to Lori, who's been waiting in line very patiently. Hey Lori. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Consignment Heroes. What do you got for us today? I believe it's um, a collector's box for the streetcars. It's solid brass and it's leather on each side and it's numbered um, 789 and then it has the initials T-R-C-O. Okay, TTC one? Toronto Transit Commission? Yes. Okay, and you say it's leather? Yeah, on each side. Okay, they haven't used leather in a long, long time, I don't think. I know. Yeah, but I think they only go because, see, when they decommissioned them, uh, they take them out and they improve them, a lot of people will take them home. And there are a lot of them out there because we have a lot of streetcars, number one. Number two is the the boss of the shift says, okay, we're either going to junk this or you can have it. Someone's going to take it home. So they sell between $150 and $250 as a general rule because they're not – I run into them too often. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's a nice item. It's a great item because a lot of people, they, they take this, the streetcar. It's part of their life for 30 years when they're going yeah. them back back and forth to work. And it's part of recapturing your childhood or you're working at the TTC or something mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. um, But they're not as rare as you think because they're made out of metal, made out of leather. And uh, they might go a little bit more of it if someone's willing to take, you know, pay for it. Um, okay. It's But it's it's in that area. On okay. um, uh, and like I say, it's more of a case of supply and demand. It's a way cool item, but that's mm. all they seem to go for. When I when you try, you can't get five hundred for them. I mean, there are some price some antique shops to try, and we call that the never never plan. Yeah, I mean, there's what's mm-hmm. realistic on them and what uh, uh, what they actually sell for in today's market. 
Okay. Yeah, it used to be my grand, uh, my grandfather's, so I keep it for sentimental reasons. But yeah. My mom and I, when my mother had a catering company for years, and she started the first TTC retirement banquet party. Mm. And at the time, there was maybe only 50 people. At the end, when we stopped doing it, it was almost 4,000 wow. for the TTC retirement banquet every year. Well, so I'm going to bet at 4,000. Yeah, but see, when you decide to sell it, you don't even yeah. have to go through me. You just probably go into that one of those banquets and someone's going to want it. Or oh, they'll give it away. They, they Maybe the, the committee that's giving away prizes will um, um, put into a silent auction or something like that, eh? Oh, yeah. You know, that's yeah. something. That's If you want to give it back, you know, if, if you're not or unless your grandkids want or something like that, it's always nice to pass on because you've got a great story to go with it. And yeah. you just tell the kids. And sometimes you've got to force feed the kids, eh? You yeah, guys say, here's sure. a bit of history. Take it. You know? Yeah. Don't yeah. throw it out while I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank, thank you, you very you much. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Tina in Newmarket. Tina, how can I help you? Hi. I, uh, I actually am I'm trying to help out a friend who was uh, left a large collection of Star Wars uh, ships and characters. How large? I, we have all have different definitions of what large is. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, thousands of pieces. Thousands? Thousands? Thousands, yeah. Ooh, like that's a museum. and totes and... Um, okay. And, yeah, it's uh, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no, it can be. Sometimes if something happens, they when someone collects something, they're passionate about it. And if they're not... Uh, around anymore then if someone else has to dispose of it they don't know what the good pieces are what the bad pieces are or it can be overwhelming because you look at it and you say what do you do with this, all this stuff what did they do with all this stuff uh-huh. okay now i mean is that is it a, a full house full it's uh yeah it was it was spread out around the house but mostly contained to a bedroom um and a basement Okay. Um, but, yeah, we're finding it uh, everywhere. <laughs> well, this is something maybe we can help you with because uh, what you might do is hang on with Sebastian here, okay? He's going to take your number, and I'm going to call you back, or we'll talk during the week because this is uh, this is exactly what we do. When someone has a house like this, this is the type of thing that would be good. Everyone knows we're doing another TV show. Uh-huh. And I would like this to be something we'd put on the TV show, maybe. I mean, if you want to have it on there, because we take a we take a situation like this, advise you what to do with it, even if we don't buy it, advise you what to do with it. And there might be some really good items in there, and there might be some stuff that's just like, holy cow, how can someone have one thousand little figures that are an inch high? What the heck do they do with them? Yeah, no, that that you're saying that there was someone who called in, uh, or they they tried contact you about a whole house of uh, Star Wars stuff too. So it's looking like people are trying to get rid of it now, which is like we're about. No, no, people get to, if if someone has, it's very collectible. They are great marketers. So on one hand, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff out there, yeah. but on the other hand, there's an awful lot of people looking for Star Wars, Star Trek, anything that's TV related. But this is something Bogart and I can come over, see what we can do and help on it. And it's like, um, may the hordes be with you. How's that? Okay. That'd be, that, is that a good name for uh, an episode? What was it? 
May the hordes be with you. May the hordes be with you. Oh, you're always, always creative. Thank you, Tina. And then you know something? We'll talk to you after the show because this is not something we can do on the show. Yeah, so if you, if you don't mind, just stay on the line. Uh, we need our producer to talk to you off air. And then if you want to give him information, you can give it to him and we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch. But that, that's really cool. I like that. It's, you know, it's always helping a friend is always a bit tough, you know? Yeah. And you want to make sure they make it. But you don't want to do, you can't put too much time into it because all our time is worth money. Okay, you know? well, speaking of time and speaking of money, speaking of things, speaking of consignment, speaking of heroes, here's a list. Here's a bunch of things that if you have, call in now to the top of the hour. Old coins, dishes, cups, saucers, custom jewelry, any type of jewelry, gold, silver, art, pottery, stamps, old boxes, suitcases, hockey cards, comic books, old video games, anything that you can prob- probably think has value or doesn't even have value, you could probably have value. So give it a shot. Give it a call. Even if you, you know, a lot of people I know are nervous. I want to call in. I always, I always talk to people in person and they're like, oh, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to call in and be on the air. It's like, l- l- just, you know, see we what don't it bite. is. We, we don't bite. Well, we, it'd be hard to bite somebody over the radio, but you know, you probably would if you could. Our number at the top, uh, the number right now live in studio is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. The toll free number is 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back. If you took all the Canadians that bought a Ford Escape in 2018 and turned them into music notes, they'd sound like this. During the Ford year-end clear-out, you can get the 2018 Escape with $4,000 in rebates, plus a $1,000 bonus. And you can load that Escape with innovations like Ford Pass Connect Wi-Fi. The Ford year-end clear-out ends January 31st, and people are getting these Escapes fast. Like this fast. For details, visit your local Ford store or findyourford.ca. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes here on a Sunday afternoon. It's beautiful outside. It's beautiful in studio. It's a good day to call in. Right now, you can call us live. We're we're in at the Zoomerplex. Number right now is 416-360-0740 in case you missed it earlier. It's 416. In case you missed it right now. Look how fast you said that. You got to pump out a few times, you know. Uh, 416-360-0740. There was something you wanted to say. I always want to say something. You know that. Um, No, no. We got to give the price of gold and silver. Now, I want people, this is where the pens and papers come in, but we're going to do that after we take a couple of calls. Okay. But in five minutes from now, I'm going to give people the prices, even if you don't come to me and you go to your local guy that you want to give him gold and silver, we tell you what he should be paying. Okay, so you have the five-minute warning of uh, the prices of gold and silver. So get called a teaser. 
A teaser? Yeah. Okay, we have a teaser for five minutes. Uh, we're going to go to Diane in Newmarket. Hi, Diane. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. This is fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have a Toronto Dominion wall calendar, but I think from the 40s or 30s, could be 20s. It's belonged to an old family member. You know how they used to have them hanging on the wall? Yeah. You would, you would pick up... Uh, the number, turn it to the back, yep. and then slide it back there. And it's it's got Toronto Dominion written on it. Sixty dollars, kind of print they used to use. So wow. just wondered if that had any value. Uh, they sell between sixty and seventy dollars, as long as you have all the numbers in there. Right. Uh, TD seems to be the one we keep on popping up with. Oh. Uh, bank of Montreal. If you had one from um, either the Commerce Bank. Or the Imperial Bank, the ones that uh, now is your say TD on or Toronto Dominion? Toronto just Dominion, Dominion Bank. In full. Pardon? Toronto Dominion in full, like it's not TD. It's written out Toronto Dominion. Yeah, now you'll be able to almost date this because you can find out when they merged. Okay. And that means it won't be any older than that because they made them up. They made them a really hard cardboard, and it's uh, yes. it's a very it's very durable. This yes. piece. Yes, very. Yeah. It was used a lot for a long, long time. Yeah. Now, you know the Toronto Dominion used to, I think the Toronto Bank of Toronto used to also make uh, notes. They used to make like $1 bills, $2 bills, fives and tens. Were they also 25 cents too? No, they were made, they're, they're called shin plasters. Oh. They weren't put by, but the different banks used to put out notes. Like a bank in Nova Scotia used to put out uh, a $10 bill. Now, some people think they're not good anymore. Yet, they're not only are they good, you can bring them to the bank and they'll get you $10 for them, <laughs> but they're worth... Sometimes two, three, four, five hundred dollars. Really? Okay. Now I know I'm going away from your calendar a bit, but I'm also trying to tweak other people who've got stuff in their safety deposit box. Or cousin uh, Ethel sure. worked as a bank teller, and she put some of these things away. And we also had about a year ago, uh, someone had a mattress full of bills. <laughs> Literally. Now, so one of the $50 bills ended up being worth $4,500. How old was it? 1935 and 1936, 37, up to about 1940. Really? Yes. Now, this is why I'm saying that, and it's such a thing, mattress money, I know we did a show about it, and I've heard horror stories about uh, grandfather and grandfather going, the kids give them a trip to Italy and they come back and they've redone their bedroom and thrown out their mattress <laughs> and uh, the grandfather has a heart attack type uh -huh. of thing, you know, because the money is in the mattress. And if we, when Bogart and I, would we, if we were going to do a dump run after we did the show uh, on Storage Wars and every, every locker had store, uh, mattresses in it, if it was an outside mattress, you could never sell it to anyone because of bed bugs and stuff like that. Right. So what we would do, we'd take it to the, um, to the dump and the first thing they'd do is they slid it open. Well, they did that once to us, and after that, we we only brought them pre-slid um, yeah, mattresses. We learned because they've gotten as much as twenty-five and sixty thousand dollars this way. That's in the mattresses. Another thing is when we go through houses, we go through all the books because sometimes people yeah, hide their yeah. bills in the books. Amazing. Okay, and treasure hunt. Even when we go and do houses, we'll do the metal detector thing on it. Okay, we just said we have to go through this and go through the metal detector to see if there's any hidden treasures. Like, a lot of people don't think like this. And, they, and, and as much as you knew your parents or you knew your grandparents, the reason they're hiding stuff away or hoarding it away is, and they're not going to tell you what they're hiding. They probably forgot. No, and, and they're hiding it from you. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, part, we went from a TD calendar to insulting somebody calling in. That's no, great. Okay. Not, not you personally, but you know what I'm saying, is that they're trying to keep it a, uh, people do this, and, and as they get older, they and, and we do forget, you know. Sure. So oh, that's it's, interesting. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate the input. Thank you. Thank you. Love the show. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, so um, how did we get there? How did we get to saying we need metal detectors on the wall from a TD calendar? It just had just flowed. It's, it's just amazing. Like, I just don't even know. Like, you're like, what? I remember one day we were actually cleaning out a house and you had a metal detector. And yeah. I was like, what? Did you find that in the house? And you're like, no, I'm going to use it. I'm like, for what? And you're like, oh, you don't know, find stuff in the walls. I'm like, a lot of the walls are metal, so you'll yeah. find the walls. No, but back then there were wood, okay? And there was the nails and stuff. But people, I've had it where people found bills in the walls, okay? Oh, metal detectors going to find the bills? No, they're not going to find bills. Yeah. But people, when they're redoing the house, will find, hey, there was a guy in Hamilton. There was like, I think, I can't remember. It was like 100 or 132 ounces of gold in a furnace. In a furnace? In a furnace. Do the people furnace still work? Yes, yes. It's, that's not very big. 132 ounces is about the size of uh, a small book. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's when the value is what? Almost a million? Uh, 130, yeah, in that area. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, the note today is if you have a furnace, take it apart. Uh, ju- no. Just in case there could be a million dollars there. I'm just telling you, it's what we do. And a lot of people don't think about this because they think they know their parents and they think they know the house and... And we found stuff in just different areas. There was a comic collection that was worth three, four thousand dollars out of uh, Kitchener. I know this about a year ago, uh, and it was in a secret compartment. That the only reason they had found it because we would bump it. There was a little noise happened inside because a little toy in there. So just be skeptical. Very. And, skeptical. They, and they went in and they kept on. There's got to be something here. It's right next to the fireplace. Okay, so uh, just just you know, playing devil's advocate here. You you knock on the wall. There's a funny sound. Like you know what? This is a great idea. Let's take a sledgehammer. No, no, no. But we're respectful of what we're doing. But there is stuff out there. Like I say, in the basements, there is the stuff everyone knows. Like what they have on their walls and stuff they put away. Like we're going to be doing a house that's got uh, uh, a thousand Royal Daltons in it. You know. And but they know about that kind of collectibles, but they don't know about the other stuff. Okay, what and this is what, I mean, like uh, the collectibles, like um, Pokemon cards. Your grandkids will have Atari, uh, uh, the old video games. Okay, the old magic cards. A person sold one magic card sold for sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, well, okay. No, but they're in people's houses. They are in people's houses. And this is the stuff where we can help because we are generous. We know a lot about different things. And it's like sometimes the collectible, what they think they're investing in, like the person who's investing in those um, ceramic dolls or the Royal Canadian Mint product. Here, a guy bought $350,000 worth of Royal Canadian Mint product, and it's worth 130000 in today's market. What, what did they buy? What was the product? like? Just They were buying coins? those little fancy coins and stuff. They buy a, a one-ounce coin for $90. Sorry, it's only one ounce of silver. Well, or you buy a gold coin that's one ounce of gold, and, and you buy it for 3000 It's only worth $1,700. That's sorry. That's, that's what you're going to get on so it. So you're calling out Royal Canadian Mint, and they are going to you know, go after us. No, no, they know they sell this. The only, the only agency for our government that makes money, I mean, literally and figuratively, is the Royal Canadian Mint. They actually make a profit all uh, every year. Okay. Well, okay. So, uh, but what what are they producing? Because I know the Royal Canadian does a lot of things. Like they do. They make very collector. Okay. Everyone knows about nineteen twenty one half dollar worth about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Sure, everybody. No, but they know. So they think about that. Okay, if that's worth that, if I buy a coin today, my grandkids 
will be uh, be able to get a coin for $250,000. It doesn't work like that. If you're going to put out the real money for coin collecting, buy the best condition and buy the rarities or the key issues, okay, if you're going to buy. But I maintain if you're going to put something away for your kids and you don't want to have to think about too much, buy you can buy silver and gold and keep your premiums low. And the premium, like if an ounce of gold is worth $1,700 and you pay 3000 for it, you're paying $1,300 too much. That's way too much premium. Yeah. If you buy an ounce of gold for 1700 and you buy it for $1,780 or $60, that's acceptable. Okay. So that is that, that's a norm in the market for gold then. It's like a yeah. you know, $60 to $80 premium. Okay. So then in silver, what is it? Like a dollar and a half? A dollar and a half to two and a half, three, $3. Maples, you've got to keep your premiums low. Buy, some people buy these stackable things and stuff and they're paying $10 an ounce. I say that's money you're never getting back, and, uh, unless silver. If silver goes to thirty-five, then you'll get your money back. But if you'd bought something for uh, twenty-dollar ounce of silver for twenty-two dollars and it goes to thirty-five, you're making thirteen dollars. Yeah. Well, what we also do is like some people will bring in their silver. It can either be silver plate or sterling or European silver, which is eight hundred. Like yeah. you, you can bring that in, and we can turn that into like pure silver or pure gold. We can do an exchange. We don't do the work. We exchange it. No, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, if someone wants, like, well, I want silver. Like, I w- rather not have this coffee pot. I'd rather have, you know, yeah. five ounces of silver or whatever the case is. We can do that. We'll just be like, hey, okay, this is worth X amount of dollars. We'll give you this much silver. We're the largest buyers of silver plate in the country. Yeah, but what to for people to understand what silver plate is. It's basically just coated with a little bit of silver. Yes. Like, there's no actual silver weight to it. There's not much of it. One and a half percent. Okay, one and a half percent precisely. Okay. Uh, so whatever you weigh it is, it's one and a half percent. And that's kind of what we're paying for the silver weight, a little, little bit less than that. Yeah. But at least we're going to buy that from you. Where if you're going to bring it to any silver or gold place or any consignment, well, they, they won't they, even take they it usually. Yeah, they just like, you know what, this is going to take up space. This has no value. They didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. So we will deal with it. That's what we do. We and do in 1960, that's what you got. You were registered at Burke's or one of these big uh, shops for a bridal registry. You said you got a silver plate set, a tea set, cutlery, a water jug, a tray, and then you like had to shine it every year. <coughs> and then when the person, you had to remember who gave it to you so that when they came over to visit, you had to show it. So you say, oh, look, I, I, we appreciate that wedding present you gave to us. And as soon as they leave, you put it back up on the clo- on the, in the closet. It feels you know. like a lot and, too much work. Yes, uh, well, but for- you can sell. A lot of people have this, and we will buy it. And there's a lot of silver plate out there. Plus, if there's sterling in there, we will tell you. Yeah, like, We're not look, looking to rip you off and say, it's all plate. If there's sterling in there, we will find it. And that's very common. Like, it's hard for someone for the, with, like, a, an amateur eye to be like, oh, you know, that looks silver. It says silver. I think that's silver, right? Well, our neighbor. Our neighbor on the other side of the wall. I don't know how many times that they've discarded stuff as 800 silver and said it's not silver and not bought it because they thought it was plate, and we give the person $600 for it. And they said, well, neighbor didn't. I said, well, because they don't know the antique end of it. They know the coin end of it, okay, and they still don't like to pay. Yeah, so okay. they're, they're more mainly numismatic, and they deal with that kind of stuff where it's like they want all the new stuff. They deal with all the new stuff. Yeah. Like they don't really know the old stuff. So if they're turning away literally silver, they they don't really know their industry well enough. No, no. That, it doesn't make sense. I'm an expert. I, 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 I have to pat myself on the back. I think I'm an expert, and, I mean, if I don't, I don't know everything, but I know people who know everything. How's that? 
Let's go to the board. Oh, oh we got a little bit derailed. There's okay, people sorry. Waiting. No, I. But that, that's that's valuable information. People need to know about silver. People need to know about gold. Like that's it's getting to the point where you never know what's going to happen with currency. As how, how low our dollar oh, is right well, now. This is a perfect time then before we go to the calls. Oh, okay. Um, right now, uh, if you've got a silver dollar, we're paying you around ten dollars and thirty cents for it. If you've got silver sterling, we're paying uh, approximately fifty cents a gram. So if some guy's offering you thirty, don't take it. Uh, Ten karat gold is worth around nineteen fifty because gold's dropped a little bit this week. Twenty four is going to be worth around twenty seven fifty, and thirty six is going to be worth. I mean, sorry, eighteen karat gold is going to be worth around thirty five twenty. Okay, and then just a little. If you need some clarity, like we didn't go too far into detail. We're not going to go into too far detail every show about you know speaking about carrots and what things are worth when it comes to gold. But you can always contact us at the store, and we can always give you a live, like, yeah. on-the-spot appraisal of like whatever it is. Like you, you give our little ring, and you have a um, a scale. You like, okay, you know, it's worth, uh, it, it weighs this much. We'll give you an approximate amount without even seeing it. Yeah. So like, if you're in front of somebody and you want to sell it, tell them exactly what you're getting paid. Like, let, or you should know exactly what you're getting paid for it because there's no it, like, there's no discrepancies there. The gold is the gold weight. Yeah. You you know you you have that value. That you shouldn't get less than that. Like if you're talking about buying someone's gloves, it's like, well, how much value does those gloves have to you, right? Like that's what you'll pay for it. But when it comes to gold and silver, you actually have a market value for it. Yeah. And you should get exactly what it's worth, you know. And the other piece of advice I go, if you go into a shop and you give them a pile of gold, and they offer you $500, and you, st- you should walk away anyway, and you start walking, and they offer you 750 all of a sudden, or 800 or they up the price, run out of that store and go somewhere else. Okay. okay, so that's why we go to the gym, to run out of the store no, from those... No, no, but I'm saying this. If they're not being honest with you in the beginning, they're not being honest with you in the end... Deal with honest people. You only get to sell it once. Make sure you get your top price. Okay, now we go to the phone. Okay, now we go to the calls. Thank you for being so patient. Uh, we're going to go par- uh, Peter in Paris. It's it's Eris. Good morning. How are oh, you doing, Eris? I have a perfectly preserved skin of a lesser bird of paradise. The timing probably when that bird was <laughs> shot, whatever, uh, should probably be late 1700, early 1800 since wow. it arrived because it had no legs. In the 16 and 1700s, the uh, natives in Papua New Guinea were removing at one point the wings and the legs. Uh-huh. And when they, the, when the skins arrived in Europe, uh, they said these birds they just fly forever. That's why they were in paradise. That's where yeah. the name came from. So okay. I'm just wondering. You're making me wonder. Holy, normally, guy. Okay, it's it's eleven thirty-seven, and I can officially say I'm stumped. <laughs> I have, um, um, I am. Um, this is where me being having to know someone who knows about this stuff. Skins and animals are always tough. Like if you take a piano across the border mm-hmm. and it's got ivory keys, they won't let you do it. Right. Um, this I'd have to check on because I know there are certain. Uh, letters you can get or certificates you can get if it's been dead long enough or it's not, it's not endangered or um, for export. Now, Actually, part of it is I, we I keep it here. I tell you how it arrived in Canada. Yeah. Um, I walked into an antique shop in, in, in Toronto at the Lakeshore there about yeah. 20, 25 years ago, and I noticed uh, the bottom part of some feathering. The rest was covered up and realized what it was. 
Yeah. And so I asked the lady, how, where, where, how did you get this? And so you will remember in 1800, a lot of the uh, royalties and royalties who think they yeah. were royalties were, were wearing fancy clothing and yeah. they were attaching these birds on uh, their, their skins on their shoulders and on their hats. This particular one, this, this uh, antique dealer dealt in antique clothes and they had a shipment from France and this bird was on the hat. You know something, uh, here's the problem with this. To the hat. It would almost have to be sold privately. I don't think we'll be able to export it again. No, I'd no, no, to... you can, I don't think so because yeah. you will need permits. Yeah, you need permits. Although it can be proven probably that this bird was shot hundreds yeah. of years ago or plus. But it might cost you $1,000 in permits yeah. for something that's worth $600. Hmm. You know, it's like I say, don't fix that $50 clock. Don't spend 200 to fix that $50 clock. <laughs> um, I don't know, but if you call the storage in the week, I can check into this because I have a couple of people that deal in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, the, the store he, number is 905. Let, let me write that down here. Yeah, he, he didn't know about the pen and paper. We told him about Okay, the no, he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> 905. Yeah. Seven three seven, four six five three. Ask for Paul; they'll always get a hold of me. Okay, and uh, that is kind of neat. That's cool. You don't you don't stop by that every day. That's for sure. No, and it's like, but I can find out if it's good news. I'll tell you right away. If it's even it's bad news, I'll tell you right away. But um, that's kind of something you'd want to know because two things will happen if. If you're passing it down to someone, you're going to have to give them instructions of what to do with it and approximately what it's worth, and you're sure as heck going to have to give them the story. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. It's like, that's a neat item. You know, if I had it, I probably wouldn't sell it either, though. No, it's under... <laughs> I, <laughs> after I purchased it, I spent $350 for a glass clock dome. Okay, You know, yep. to, to put it in, mm-hmm. and... and so it doesn't get dusty, et cetera, et cetera. And someone at the zoo who was good in taxidermy actually mounted it on a brass rod. So it, it really shows in full, you know. Well, you know something, even when you now, it's even more of a story now, when you pass it on and you give the story about it, tell them what the, what the dome is worth, tell them how it was professionally restored like that. All of these things add, add up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a shame I've got a break coming. I'd like to talk to you, but call me in the store. I will. And uh, I'm interested in this, and like, uh, this is a cool story. This, this, this is good. Um, sure. But I'll call you in the letter part of the week. Thank you very Excellent. much. Thanks Thank for the you. call. Right. Bye. Um, and, we, and if you missed the number for the store, it's 905-737-4653. And our address there is in Richmond Hill, 10,341. Uh, on Young Street, just yep. north of Major McKenzie. So, and you can also you can also Google us. Uh, Toronto Gold, Silver, and Coin will pop up. Even type in Paul Kenny, Boger Kenny. It'll it'll come up. You'll see our address. You can always contact us. We always give you the numbers. Not a problem. That can always happen. But right now, we're live in studio for the next twenty minutes, or so, all, just less than twenty minutes. If you before do we go to break, should I tell people they can podcast? I mean, no, live stream us. No, in, in a minute, you can you can say you save your breath for a couple minutes. Uh, you can contact us now live in studio at four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. Get that pen, get that paper. That's four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. The toll free number is one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. We'll be right back.
Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. You forgot we're going live on air. Um, we are live here in studio right now. If you want to contact us, we give you live appraisal with uh, expert and someone that claims they're an expert. I'm the one that claims I'm an expert. Uh, our number right now, live in studio, is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. Uh, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that this is the time of year, because we always run out of show, but this is an important message. Right now, if you're planning on downsizing in April, March, April, May, now's the time that you have to employ us or use us to downsize your house, get it ready for sale, because it's going to be also, we're going to be very busy when the when the house selling season hits us. Okay, so if you heard that here, get yeah. ahead of the game. Get ahead. Start not you. Everybody else. Okay. Get ahead of the game. Try. You know. Get. Give us. Give us your coins. Give us your dishes. Give us your cups. Cups. Well, maybe not give it to us, but sell it to us. The, give us your uh, the costume, jewelry, your art, your pottery, your stamps, your old boxes, your lunch boxes, your hockey cards, your comic books. We will buy it. So if you want to get rid of it, you can always contact us, and we can consign it, sell it, buy it, whatever you want to do with it. We are your way to do it. Um. We've had Diane on the line waiting very patiently. Uh, Diane from Peterborough, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. What do you got for Hi. us today? Uh, actually, I have um, an enlarged photograph of 1883, the Junior Boys Wellington baseball team, and the photographers of Toronto. And I've been researching to try and locate anything on it, but the only thing that comes up would be the men's team at that time, the Maple Leaf team, mm-hmm. you know, with Cannonball Crane and that sort of thing. So I wasn't able to find anything about this group, but... It's during the 1883, as I said, Junior Boys Wellington baseball team. That's early in baseball. Uh, if, if it's not championship like a major league, the major okay. league, we have them as high as two, three, and $4,000. Wow. Normally, yeah. the cabinets cabinets like these will sell for between 170 and 150, between, sorry, 75 and 150, depending on local enthusiasm. Okay. You know, if someone has a family member or, say, if the team is, you say it's Wellington County? Wellington, just as Wellington baseball, junior baseball team. It's up Toronto because it used to be called Wellington, I think, and then went to Maple Leaf and then Blue Jays after that. That's what I've been able to source out through the, what I've looked at. Oh, I don't know. The Maple Leaf, um, the Maple Leaf <coughs> team was a minor league team. Right. And right. Um, they had nothing to do with the Jays. Um, what happened was, um, well, even Babe Ruth, it was an international league, and uh-huh. uh, the Actually, the Toronto Maple Leaf baseball team, um, 
before 1964 used to outdraw some of the major league teams. We have right. a very, very rich history of baseball in this city. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, and some of the older stuff sells. Like I sold, uh, I think about 1906. I think the person who owned the team owned the transportation company to get the team, and um, you had to have a pass. A season's pass was also like a bus pass, not bus right. pass, a trolley pass, a ferry pass to get over to the island. Yes, um, and um, that sold for about a thousand dollars. Now, okay. well, we have the the old baseball cards from the International League sell, mm-hmm. um, right. but the team was bought by used at the end was owned by Jack Kent Cook, and he sold it to uh, Robert Hunter, Bobby Hunter, okay. Okay. and then it was sold. Then I think it went they went um, Chapter Eleven, and it went on to someplace in the states. I'm sorry, after I left here, I lost track of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's a baseball team available. Jack uh, D'Amico, I think, has one. They play down Christie Pitts. Right. There's a big event every year where people like Fergie Jenkins and some of the old-timers come in and sign autographs to the first pitch, have a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with even the first team, I believe. Okay. And then uh, the Blue Jays came in in 1977. Right. And that's, so that's 10 years after... Uh, the Toronto Maple Leaf baseball team left town here. Right, yeah. And, uh, like, a lot of, you know, people like Sparky Anderson uh, was um, uh, played here. Elston Howard, who happened mm-hmm. to be the first black player to play on uh, the New York Yankees. Okay. And he played up here. Because Toronto was, uh, was like, um, we played against Montreal. Uh, we played against Providence. It, there was a lot of history. I can say, mm-hmm. Toronto mm-hmm. has been a good baseball team long before the Jays came here. Absolutely, yeah. I've read a lot about the, was it the sunny, um, the soap factory also had a park over in the east end down near the lakeshore. Sunny or sunshine or something, it was a huge, and they had a large baseball diamond that the the Maple Leafs played at. So yeah, it's fascinating really. Yes, no, no, a lot of the history, it's, um, uh, there's a book that was put out, the Blue Jays, when the Blue Jays first came here, there was a book put out by, uh, um, it's a blue covered book, it's, I'm at a loss because I'm getting old. I forget who wrote it. Um, I know the guy. He's a nice guy, and he wrote the history of uh, baseball in Toronto. And it's a good read for anyone. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. stuff in there. I don't know if you can find it on the net. You know, okay. Sunnyside. That's the place you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but, it was a soap factory or something. They sponsored it. If you can have some kind, if it's a continue, if you can. Your team, I'm not sure what the Wellington team, I'd have to do some research, but if you could say if there's any kind of uh, association between that and the Toronto Maple Leaf baseball team, if you can prove lineage on that, it would, its uh, value go up tenfold. Okay. And I think I've taken it to, um, uh, I guess it was an art collector that came through Peterborough at one point, and I took it there, and they suggested the same thing about getting in touch with family members. Not the family, no, no, even the local Peterborough, wherever Wellington County, but I would go and try and go back and find out what the beginnings of the Toronto Maple Leaf baseball team were, because there are people who collect that. Right. Okay, okay. and um, we're always after, think, the old jerseys, the baseball jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a Toronto Maple Leaf baseball jersey from the 40s, it'd probably be worth 1500 to 2500 If you had a right. hockey jersey... From the forties, it'd probably be worth twenty thousand. Oh yes, I don't no, have no. one of those. Hockey's <laughs> much. No, no, because hockey's more up here. Unless, yeah. unless it was a very famous play. If it was Sparky Anderson or Elston Howard's or 
Hubbards or, or some of these guys, then it'd be different. But any of those early jerseys are worth money. I know they're in people's houses. And what yeah. they do is the jersey's got moth holes in it, and they don't want to show me the moth holes, so they'll cut the, the oh. uh, emblem off. I'd oh. rather have the whole jersey. Absolutely, yeah. I'd rather have the whole, the whole jersey. And I know that this is what I'm hoping this show tweaks to people and says, yeah, Uncle uh, Uncle Charles played in this team or yeah. and, or his son. And they what, what do they do with that stuff? Like a Stanley Cup rings, um, mm-hmm. some of the old ticket stuff, some of the old equipment, you know. Hockey yeah, equipment, yeah. the old hockey equipment of the 30s and 40s is worth money. And if you can prove any provenance with it, some story, if you get a good story with it, mm-hmm. this guy, I mean, it goes up in value. Okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, and this is why I'm even telling people now, if they know about it, even though they're not going to sell it to me, attach a story. If they know something about the goods that they have in the basement, and they don't want to hand it and they want to hand it down to someone else. Tell that other person the story behind the item. Everyone's got a story in them, but I want to tell people to do this. It's very important because 15 years from now, they might be, they might be not be with us. They might have forgotten, you know, and as soon as there's no story, an item is, instead of being worth uh, $5,000, is now worth 150 Yes. So yes. you're doing a disservice by not telling the story. Yes. Okay? Well, thank you very much. I'd like to see, you know something, if you, uh, I'd love to send me a picture of this on my uh, sales okay. at torontogoldsilver.com. Sorry, I had a pencil. At uh, Toronto Gold Silver? Yeah, t- sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Okay. And I look into it a time bit. I can't say I do a whole lot, but yeah. if I if I can find some uh, some association with it, some associations, I can help you. Also, you can okay. call us for the uh, the week. The, the store number, because you have your pencil already ready, our store number is 905-737-4653. But if she called me, all I was going to tell her was send me a picture. Well, I know, <laughs> but at least you can still stay in contact. We are lim- limited more for time on air right now. Yeah. Thank you so much. What a great item. Thing. You know, it's a good yeah. item, but and it's got potential. How's that? It's got like potential. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Uh, I I didn't realize that because I remember you talking to me about that. We do have a very like strong history in baseball in Toronto, which a lot of people don't really know of. And they're like, oh, you know, like that stadium fits fifty thousand people. I rarely see it full. Well, I remember you were telling me that when they had the 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 strike, right? When they had the strike, what twenty something years ago, that they lost a lot of fans and they weren't willing to go to the games anymore because of that, right? But Toronto, it all came back. Trump people love we love hockey most of all, but baseball. It's a, it's an America's pastime, and there's always been a nice day at the park. You know, when I mean. The old exhibition stadium was brutal, but and but a day at the park watching baseball with no the time doesn't matter and it's a sunny day. You're having a couple of sodies, soda pops, and and it, there's nothing better. There really isn't. Okay, go on next call. Okay, well I was. Yeah. What did you want to say? Sorry. No, I'm like you know not very nice weather right now to be watching a game in, but you know that's it's why a we shame have what dump- the Blue Jays are doing with the team now. Okay, I let's, think let's not go down that. No, path but I want to because I think they have a they have an, an obligation to give us a good team, not just to make money, but to give us a good team and start thinking like I want to think like baseball people. We, we don't have time for this. Sorry. Rant. Okay, go next. We just call. don't. We have a few minutes left, and we don't have time for your baseball. I rant. know there are people out there who are baseball fans just like me thinking it's. Exact same thing, but okay. go ahead. Uh, we're we're going to go to Margaret in Milton. 
Hey, Margaret. Yes. Oh, welcome to the show. Thank you. What do you got for us today? Well, I'd kind of like to find out, um, maybe I'll talk about my blue telephone. I have a blue telephone I was given when I was 15 years of age. You could buy it from Bell. Yep. So it's 58 years old now. Yes. Is it worth anything? Or I just sold a blue telephone uh, for $20 at Southworks. Oh, uh, And just this week. But mine had a crack in the case. Oh, and is- the handle, and because the 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 plastic from the hand from the headset is different from the plastic from the actual body, it de- it discolors differently. Oh no, blue is one of the good exactly colors. As it was, it's it's the same as it was when I first got it. But uh, I use it uh, when the power goes out. <laughs> yeah, probably fifty to sixty dollars on blue and pink and reds. They are better colors. Yellow um, depends so on the it's shape. More to me as a memory. Yes, well, the, no, but I'm just, I was just trying to tell you in case you wanted to insure it. Yeah. Or no, tell you. whoever you're giving it to later, tell them this is what it was worth. No one insures a phone. Yeah. But the other thing I had really called about was yep. I have, um, my mother bought me Burke's Sterling Silver, and she would give me a place setting, yep. um, and this was also from the 60s, uh, as, you know, for birthdays, Christmas, stuff like Good that. Pattern. So I have a set of eight. Uh, place settings. It's 40 pieces altogether of Burke Sterling, and it's, I think it's Louis the 14th or 15th. Louis the 15th. Louis the 15th is the most popular pattern that they make. That's probably what um, it is. It yeah. is on, um, but in the 50s, it's a little lighter than it was in the 20s. They made this for a long time. The good thing about it is that there are a lot of people adding to their patterns, especially if you have things like salad forks and the serving pieces. The bad thing is there's an awful lot of this out there. Probably one of every five sets that comes into my shop uh, for Melt is Louis the Fifteenth. We'll take out the unusual pieces, and we will take out the um, uh, serving pieces, and we will uh, we melt the rest. Um, well, the serving pieces that she got me later on are only silver plate. It was just the uh, luncheon set itself, the you know, place settings that were yeah. sterling. But I this is the weird thing about it. The the silver plate pattern that matches that, uh, the Regency plate, um, they'll sell for 4 and $5 a piece, and the serving piece is 10 to $25 a piece because they're much in demand for what you just said. They didn't want to buy the sterling because Burks would sell for some crazy amount of money. And... Um, but people like the silver plate pattern. Sells very, very well. Where a normal silver plate set, we might get between fifty and a hundred dollars. We'll get three to four hundred dollars for that Louis for that Regency plate. Okay. Now your sterling says what it weighs is what it weighs, and uh, it won't have a it won't have an antique value probably ever, because they made a lot of it. Oh. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the only part Burke's parents we don't. Presently, melt are uh, uh, George II, and um, that's about it. So everything else is just basically silverweight. Yeah, okay. and my, and see that people bring me in a tea set, a coffee, a coffee pot, teapot, cream, and sugar, and if it's Burks, it's into the pot. It just it's I can't um, wait for someone. No one wants to pay the extra money for it. So what's the rough value of? She said she has like forty pieces. So we're mm, looking at roughly how 20, much? It's going to be about $1,000, $1,200. $1,200. Yeah. Okay. In that area, but I'd have to weigh it. It'd be You can do it yourself, 50 cents a gram. You know, if you got one of those food scales no, that I you don't. do for being, you know, if you're on a I diet. Don't. Nobody has a food scale. The luncheon scale. set is, is smaller. Yeah, it is. So therefore, 
it's lighter less. than a dinner set. Yeah. Now it depends on salads and stuff, but everyone has those scales. I'm I, my wife has me on a diet. <laughs> I have to weigh everything before I eat it. <laughs> so if you have those little scales, you can put it on there and actually they're yeah, no, not completely accurate, but they'll give you a really good idea. Yeah. The other thing I have is a coin that my yep. mom had had, 1984, the Royal Visit, and it's gold in color, and it's still in its little plastic, uh, you know, case souvenir. The coin. It's golden. It's co- golden color only. Okay. It's not gold. So they aren't really worth all that much. Yeah, that lady. Now that you think about it, I'm just talking about that lady last week who had that twenty dollar gold piece that I told her was worth almost nine hundred dollars didn't come into my store this week with it. Well if you didn't tell her it was worth enough. Maybe that was why. Okay, sorry. Or she didn't find her store, which our store is in Richmond Hill. Oh, uh, so, uh, sorry, we're just running out of time. Uh thanks for the call. Thank you. Um hopefully we were able to cover all your items that you had there. I guess the phone wasn't worth as much, but hey, at least you got some value with the with It's the still a nice set. item. No no but but I just happened to sell it. I just saw I put one in this week, sold for twenty dollars. We sell at Southworks and I always recommend people go out there you can have a quick thing going through there it's free admission free parking and they have a nostalgia section there and i love going to southworks you'll get a lot of different stuff i like you to sell through us but see what your stuff is worth out but there. if you are in town and you want to be if you're in richmond hill southworks is in cambridge is that what yeah, you're no, no, implying I'm saying, yes okay southworks is in cambridge but i'm saying if you're in town you come visit our store we're at 10,341 young street in richmond hill on young just north of major mckenzie now uh, if you want to contact us, our store number is 905-737-4653. And, uh, am I paying you by the word today? Is that why you're talking so any much? Any final thoughts? No, is that, am I paying you by the word? That's why. I want to thank everyone for listening and letting us into their homes. If you're planning on downsizing, please, sooner is better than later. Thanks for thank joining you. us today.